Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. My name is Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show has a sponsor. What? Cheshire Impact, who are these guys with the same last name as me, on a mission to help you maximize your use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. All right. Now, I can't wait to reintroduce my guest today. He is back because we last time we just had such a great time chatting, full of amazing stories, and I learned a whole bunch from him. So he is back. Let's see if you can guess from the, from the introduction, the senior SEO social media director at JM Internet Group, a professor of all trades, a PhD, a teacher, a corporate trainer, an author, now best-selling author, actually a multiple book author with best-selling niche work, um, social media guru. Oh, man, we're going to learn so much from him, and he's sporting a killer mustache this month. Dr. Jason McDonald, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Thanks. Good. So I'm getting better at introducing you every time. Yeah, I mean, the introduction, I mean, wow. I mean, I just, I, I want to just, I need to clip that and put it as my ringtone when I call myself when I'm depressed. Yes. Or maybe it's, it's like, like an alarm for when you wake up in the morning, you know? Something just, just, you know, like, just to remind myself how awesome I am. Because right. I think I need that, right? Welcoming. <laughs> you know, it's like the man himself. You're like, oh, that's a great way to wake up in the morning. Let's yeah, <laughs> go get it. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. One, your book is out. Um, there's some myths that you're, you're dying to smash. There's, um, there's a lot of things going on. We were just going to chat too because there's cool stuff. But like Facebook is imploding. Social's going crazy. Uh, the book is out. And at the end of the year. So it's time. Amazon's to taking over the world. You forgot Amazon's that. Amazon's taking over the world. And it's end of the year. And we need to plan for the future and the future chaos. So wanted you here to help. First of all, talk about the current chaos of social, where it's at now, um, you know, the, the book that's out and some of the takeaways that we can get from there and we'll link people to it. And then also the future of this thing and how to plan for next year. Because I know you have a book on that too. So yeah, here is Thor's hammer. It's heavy, but I know you can wield this thing. Here's Thor's hammer. Take that hammer and smash away, sir. What kind of bogus strategies... Smash, smash. Are you going to get my aggression out, right? Yes, wait, you know, so, so my first myth I want to smash, right, is the myth that the world is fair. Boom. And the oh. reason why, let me tell you why. Some of my clients, some of the readers of my book, they shall remain nameless. I love them all. Here's how <laughs> it goes. Here's how it goes. Oh, I have a bad review. I have a bad review on Google. The customer's an idiot. They trash me. It's so unfair. Wah, wah. You know, oh my God. You know, um, uh, my company doesn't rank on the top of a Google search for this keyword. And, you know, sure, we've done no work for it, but we deserve it. You know, wah, wah. You know, or, you know, on social, like, uh, I was on Twitter and somebody was mean to me and they insulted me and it's just so tough. So you have this and then you're just like, okay, well, whatever, right? People are right. crazy. The internet has empowered this 1% of people who we all know and love and they're just jerks, right? It's, it's this, the kind of Trolls. Twitter mob phenomenon, yeah. right? And it's just unfair. And like, okay, that's great. You can either, you know, take an ethics class and become an ethicist. Good for you. <laughs> you can write your congressman and tell me how that works out for you. Yeah. Change things, right? Or you can suck it up and, and deal with it and, and do the things that are positive that are going to help your business. But this sort of whiny kind of like, you know, it's all unfair, which is just a rabbit hole that people go down as a business owner, because I know what, you know, here's how I think about like reviews, right? When somebody yeah. writes a negative review of your baby, you know, your, your business is your baby, right? You yes. built it, you sure. love it, you adore it, you worked hard on it. And this is what happens. Somebody comes up and they go, they look at your business slash your baby and they say, damn, your baby's ugly. Ooh, right? Your baby's nasty, smells bad. I hate your baby, right? And then you're just like, what? I'm going to kill you. I'm so angry. You know, and it's yeah. so unfair, yada, yada, but it's just not productive. It doesn't help you. Right. That myth needs to be smashed because it's just not, you, you know, you argue with the pig, the pig gets dirty, the pig enjoys it. There's no point. Yeah. 
So you gotta, you know, or, or Google's taking over the world or Amazon's taking over the world. They are, we live in the age of monopoly. There's mm -hmm. Google, Amazon, these are huge monopolies. They do whatever they want. Right. Whatever they want. And it's so unfair, whatever. It is. It, I like to say it is what it is. My wife hates it. Is what it now. is, baby. I mean, AdWords, right? Same thing. I was on the phone the other day with AdWords tech support. If I could have gone through the phone and killed the person, <laughs> she was so stupid and she was so arrogant and just an idiot. And but you know I what? Google. She had the power. And I, I didn't. So I was like, right. okay, thank you. Click. This is useless. What right? was the thing? Were you just trying to get her to fix a? As uh, a band ad ads are banned for certain topics oh. and they don't google doesn't the people who work at adwords they literally often do not understand their own policies and they'll mm -hmm. tell you stuff that's wrong totally or they'll or they'll read off a script and you're like you know what i already googled it i already read the script this right. is why i'm calling you right so it's just really frustrating and yeah. you just like whatever hey this you know like a, you know, this show has been banned twice by YouTube. What? Twice we've been shut down. One time, I think a guest we had, she's the, her name is popular, but she's the most influential one with that name. But I think there's a porn star with the same name. And so it's like featuring so-and-so. Like that's not the people we're interviewing here. Well, that's funny that you say that because this uh, advertising issue that shall remain nameless had some issues with the drugs on it and that was the issue uh yep and it was yep. like hello read it it's not about selling the drug yeah that's not what this is about but it's like it's just an algorithm and you just you hit the algorithm and you're just screwed the algorithm is just like no we're not gonna run that and you're like hello human being could you please care but no so i don't want to beat a dead horse here but yeah that's your hammer boom life is not fair let's move on well that i mean it's important point we go look you got screwed with a that the issue we had now thankfully thank you youtube for restoring yeah, us yeah i think work hard enough right yeah. yeah but you know what like say la vie that you know it is what it is like okay now what and what you know what are you gonna do about it it's such a great message because sometimes there's that you know um for better or worse there's that kind of attitude in the personal life but when you take it into business it's there's no fair sure. police for business and, and i think You're it's shut example, it's you know it's these companies are monopolies yeah google facebook twitter i mean you know they really have you know youtube monopoly of video so they act you know power corrupts they act in a corrupt way because they're monopolies that's one problem and the other weird problem the internet is this like one percent of humanity who are just nasty and vile ah. they've been empowered by the internet and we all have to yeah. like we used to be able to ignore them and now yeah. it's really hard to ignore them because they make so much noise yes. right but you just have to, you know, same thing. That's just the, the good comes with the bad. I mean, you know, you can Google the answer to everything. Now you do directions. You don't even have to, you don't even have to have a reader map anymore. Right. So yeah. the, a lot of good things have come. True. And the bad thing is just like 1% of humanity. There's just vile people. So you can let it get to you. But anyway, that's my Thor's hammer. Boom. Myth Boom. has been destroyed. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you. Do some learning, educate yourself, figure out what you're going to do next. And, and that's really what we should talk about now. What are, what are you seeing in terms of so monopolies, but talk about the different social apps because I know you've got a great insight into the different ones and the changes they're making. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially social, which is not as monopolistic as search, right? So search is really monopolistic because of Google, right? We talk yeah. about Amazon in a second. Amazon's kind of funking up mm -hmm. Google, so to speak. Um, but on social, right, they all have their little niches and their own little, they have their own little zen, right? So like Twitter was doing great, went into this period of funk where everyone hated it, thought it was just the end of the world, it was going to die. And Twitter's kind of like rebooted itself and it's still got a lot of issues, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 I think maybe President Trump in a way helped it, right? It's kind of got its zeitgeist back. It's kind of got its, its zen back. It's doing right. it. Well, right now, like, hard places to work, Facebook. Facebook is in a total tailspin and funk and the media hates Facebook. Oh, establishment Congress hates, hates it. The users are like, what? You're selling all my personal information to everyone. Mm, and to, you know, and they're, they're, you know, they've been caught in a whole of di different like web of lies. So Facebook is just in this, Facebook is like, you know, the tailspin as the jet plane is just beginning to crash and they need to, get it together, right? So Facebook is, 
as big as it is, right? We're not, it's not too big to fail. So Facebook mm. is having its near death experience. And I think you can't overestimate that because yeah, they're making a ton of money in ads and stuff, but the internet is fickle. You know, MySpace is sort of like the zombie that comes out of the woodwork and terrifies all these networks. And I think, so Facebook has got a lot of problems, a lot. And we, you know, and some of those are just uh, cultural and some of them are structural. The structural problem of Facebook versus say Google is everything on Facebook happens on that little teeny tiny newsfeed. So they don't actually have a lot of inventory to sell for ads. And, and that's really hurting them. And then that's why the organic reach of pages is so bad because there's such a constriction point in the structure, right? And Google does not have that. Twitter doesn't really have it because on Twitter, people are doing hashtags and conversations. It's much broader. Oh, but Facebook, yeah. you're just constrained. Just the feed. Just the feed. And that's oh. really hurting it as a as a organic and it's hurting it in terms of ads. So that they have a structural problem of, in terms of their structure. Yeah. And they also have a brand problem because of all their naughty, dirty deeds that they did. <laughs> they messed up. What and did they do? What, what, what crimes did they violate? Cause I didn't realize the situation gotten this bad with Facebook. I mean, I heard about, Oh, teens aren't adopting it or they're all dropping it. But I'm like, ah, that's kids. Well, they got that problem. Yeah. Right? They got that. It's not cool. They got that right. problem. That's more of a cultural problem. They, you know, the whole Russian, did the Russians manipulate the election, yada, yada. So they ticked off, you know, people not to tick off. They ticked off a lot of people in Congress right. with, with, with all the malarkey of that thing. Whether it's true or not, who knows, but that's a, an issue. Yeah. And, and they recently got in trouble because, the, you know, they had their relationship with Cambridge Analytica, which is part of the corruption scandal. And then they hired a, a, a PR firm and the PR firm is basically one of these dirty tricks PR firms. Uh, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. And then Cheryl yeah. Sandberg denied that she knew about it. And then there's nothing worse than denying that you know about something. They know, oops, Cheryl, there's this thing called email. And it <laughs> gets everyone. And so there were emails in which she knew about this. And so she was really caught with her pants down. Oh shoot. Kind of sleazy. And you know, this is the woman who wrote lean in and it's like, you know, right. So she's Cheryl, in a problem. Lean out, Cheryl. Lean out. Lean, lean out. You know, <laughs> out I don't. I don't dislike the company. I think yeah. there's a lot, a lot of good stuff, and uh, you know, and, and 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 is an important uh, yeah. part. Of well, the, we use it. Yeah. It, and it's and it's just you know, it's the hubris of we're we're too big to fail. We're too important. Mm -hmm. We don't have to listen to our users. We don't have to be honest in what we're doing. And they're just right. in a complete tailspin every element in that company right now and and um i just think it's a huge problem now as a vendor as an advertiser a lot of the ads still work some organic still works people still use it it's not like it's just died but you know it's like windows right windows hello the brand of microsoft windows how did that work out right no yeah. one was like yeah i'm a windows user let me put the windows logo in my car right get people, a tattoo i'm a windows user. i'm a windows user but to this day right we're still embarrassed that we use it wait Wait, Jason, you you use Except, Windows still? I use Windows. Yes, I actually like Windows compared to my Mac for what? the for the desktop. I have an iPhone, but I do not. I do not like the I, heresy Apple computers. I don't like them. But you know what I mean. You're you're ashamed. Yes, as, as you should be. <laughs> a negative. It's got a negative brand image. And Facebook. Right, if right. you say like, "Well, I'm on Facebook. I use Facebook." People are like, "Oh, really?" You're an idiot, right? It's got that brand image. Interesting. So you that's know, kind of a tirade about yeah. Facebook being in fun. Now, the ones that are doing well, Twitter's well, kind of rebooted hold, itself. Hold on, Facebook, Facebook. So doing these little evil things, I wonder, dot, 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 you know, a lot of times the founder's personality, and, and the movie's a little editorialized, but, you know, the flip-flops and the, I think he did get a card that said F you on the CEO or something, right? So you got a little bit of that. You know, no, I, I, down or are they too I, big? Well, them? no, I, I think the thing, I, I don't, I, the thing about Zuckerberg, right? And this is, you know, the world is a funny place. People who have money, who are really rich, they think that everything just revolves around them, right? That's just how the world works. Well, guess what? It sure. doesn't. And one of the ways yeah. it doesn't is that older people are often wiser than younger people. I'm sorry to say this to your younger audience. Totally. Zuckerberg, part of the problem at Facebook is Zuckerberg is young. He is a very young person and his immaturity and his inexperience is coming out. 
Mm. And that's just an age problem. You have a billion quadrillion dollars like he does, but you still don't have some of the wisdom of age. And that's part of his problem is he's just really young. And because he's set the stock up in such a way that he controls the company, right? He doesn't have to listen to anybody. And that's right. not, a, you know, this is not a good situation for the human person when everyone around you is like, yes, you're awesome. Yes, you're amazing, whatever. And you're very young. I don't know what the word is, like oligarchy or monarchy. He, you, monarchy. You, monarchy. When you're the king, man, you got to surround yourself with, you know. Yeah, we could, all, we could all send him King Lear. That would be a good, we could all send him, you know, King Lear because that's a play about <laughs> not listening to people around. Right. That's right. We, we talked theater last time. Yeah. That's a crazy tailspin. But real quick, you, know, you mentioned that, you know, with the, with the age, I hopefully comes wisdom. Even this morning I met with a, uh, an older gentleman who his whole thing is just working with, you know, younger folks and helping them share some of his experience with them. And he was even sharing how he was in Africa for almost two decades helping and this was during like apartheid had just ended and his whole job was to help um africans uh like business leaders like rise up and now 20 30 years later they're all like running the company but awesome. mentored and coached them but yeah there's so much value to that i, mean, I love young people don't get me yeah. wrong there's a role in in this society it's just we tend to kind of in our society, especially in social media, we tend to worship the young people sure. and think that they know everything and wake up and read some history people. That's not true. Yeah, we so all gotta I, learn. And I, yeah. I think that's a small part of what's what Facebook is dealing with. But I do think that the CEO matters and compare it to Google, right? The people at Google were smart enough to hire Eric Schmidt and Eric Schmidt was kind of the adult in the room. Yes, yes. They were like the two kids. Yeah. Like sort of yeah. Cheryl Sanders' role at Facebook was sort of to be the adult in the room too. I see that too. Yeah. So, so that's just, you know, there's internal Facebook and I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just reading it outside in, but over here. back to Not the big it. reality, the, the big structural reality, the constraint on the newsfeed is a real problem in the way it's set up, both for advertising, for organic. It's a real problem. And then culturally, the regulators are coming after them, and they're ter and they just keep misstepping in in the face of scrutiny, and that is not good because regulation is not pretty. You don't want to get government not happy with you. They normally will leave you alone, but they love making political examples. So, you know, one of the things that yeah. that reminded me of is you know everyone says like get out the vote, and oftentimes you even see on Facebook like it's voting time today. Find out where your your polling places are. Yeah. Well, they could very easily show that to certain groups to yeah, encourage certain parts of the country to vote or they know everything, right? They could, they could know which way you lean or which way you tend to vote. Show it or don't show it. Absolutely. Yeah. And don't show it. So we don't encourage people that vote against things we don't believe in. Man, there's some power to that. That That's is. Really kind of yeah. Scary. There's some yeah. corruption. And they got in trouble for racial profiling. They allowed that as a feature in advertising. That was one of the huh. things that they got in trouble for. So you could target people by race. Hmm. So they, they, you know, it's like with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Where is that from? Even I see it all the time. <laughs> it sounds like Star Wars. Star Wars, probably everything. Yoda. Kind of Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Facebook. Power you seek is. <laughs> yes. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> dying. Facebook is. <laughs> um, so interesting. Hopefully they can pull that through. Um, Twitter, I heard a weird rumor that Twitter was contemplating getting rid of the thumbs, the star, the like. Uh, I think that is true. I've heard that too. I don't think they've done that, but yes, I have heard that, that they're, they're getting rid of that or thinking of that. What is that? Oh, it's the like, it's the heart. The like, yeah, it's like, oh, I approve of this, which is a little like paternalistic, right? But gets back to like, people are kind of too sent. I mean, Twitter for me, what a, for me, one of the things I really like about Twitter is it's very open right? It's very open. You can talk to anyone. You can talk about anything. It's yeah. no whole bar. But we have to be grown-ups that when you're out in the public domain and anyone can say anything, it's rough and tumble. It's a little bit rude. I'm very much a pro-free speech person. Yep. I don't think anyone should be banned. I don't like banning people or ideas. Yep. In Twitter, you know, that's what's really been great about it is it isn't the social network where you only talk to your friends. You mm -hmm. only talk to people who agree with you. Yep. I like the fact that it's rough and tumble and it's just, everyone is arguing and that's really, it's beauty and, and genius. Um, totally. to it. I, I would hope that they 
don't do something like not allow us to like and dislike. I think it should be the place for free for all, crazy, out of bounds discussion on the internet. I love right. that about Twitter. Right. I love, and but it's also like people are super rude. I've been involved in Twitter fights where you're just like, wow, you are so rude and horrible. <laughs> yeah, was it with an egg, <laughs> like an anonymous egg? Long, long story. No face. It is a long story. I got kind of caught in an imbroglio in San Francisco politics, and you, I you're not supposed like to, right? Hundreds like, of tweets about what a terrible person I was. It was like, and then you make the mistake of arguing with them, and you're like, I'm arguing with crazy people. Yes, Why am I doing to do that? Yeah. You know, like Facebook or Twitter, you, you see something, it's like, this is life trying to trigger you into spending the next 20 trigger. minutes yes, exactly. or two hours. I was like, triggered. Don't do it. Like, don't. Like, step away from the Facebook. Don't do it, man. It doesn't help that, uh, not to go back to Facebook, but it doesn't help that whatever medical study showed that, like, the more you look at Facebook, the more depressed you're probably going to be. That's very like, true. Ah, like, I think about that all the time. So it's like, huh, I'm not feeling very good right now. Well, I probably shouldn't go look at Facebook to feel better. Yeah, we're well, everyone else's fake lives, right? That's the right, problem, right? right. You're only seeing the exterior of their life about how wonderful and awesome their life is. And they're they're not sharing usually like, look how much my life sucks. And you don't go on yeah. Facebook and be like, well, you know, not as much. You know, oh, my life sucks. You know, I didn't, I'm not going on vacation. I'm just sitting in my house this holiday weekend. My people don't do that. They right. look at me at Disneyland. Look at my fantastic family. Look at my beautiful kids. Yeah you know, blah, blah, blah. What would happen if you shared everything? Like, I just got in a fight with my spouse tonight. Life sucks. <laughs> like pretty taking miserable. the trash out. Every, when it's trash week in our house, I'm like, oh God, it's trash. Like, I hate taking the trash out. You know, here's the selfie of me taking the trash out and getting all nasty with the trash. Yeah, like no, Facebook Live that. Everyone has to do this, right? All right, come yeah. with me, guys. We're taking the trash out. Let's do this. Can I get some likes in the audience? All right, pulling the trash. <laughs> Look at how right. great my life is. I get to take the trash out. Yeah, let me, let me uh, value signal and take out the recycling now. Oh, oh. <laughs> Look how full this bin is. <laughs> Man, but like Twitter, you mentioned the openness. You're right. The, the Arab Spring, the different things where politically magic has happened, that doesn't that can't necessarily happen if you're if it's censored. I mean, some places ban it because it's so it's open. controlled, right? Well, the other thing about you know marketing and Twitter, right, is because you can talk to everyone on Twitter. It's a great medium for reaching out to journalists and bloggers. You can go mm -hmm. out there and you can tweet to a journalist and blogger. This is one of the things in my book, shameless plug for my book. I talk about using yes. Twitter to, to talk to influencers, to talk to bloggers, Smart. to talk to journalists, and because it's totally open, and because journalists are going to Twitter to um, to look for news, it's an excellent medium for pushing, you know, something you have that's newsworthy. Right. It's an excellent medium. And it's, it's because of its openness that it works that way. LinkedIn doesn't work that way. You have to be right. in contact of LinkedIn uh, to talk to somebody. But Twitter, you can, talk, you can go to talk to President Trump all day, whether he listens or not, who knows. Uh, yep. He sometimes does, strangely. Uh, but you can talk to journalists. You can go into Twitter and put in journalist, organic food and it'll find people who have those words what? in their profile and then you can tweet to them hey look i, I have my new organic baby food i'd love to send you a sample this is one of the way i promote my books i go and look for people write book reviews and i tweet to them hey i've got this book i'll send you a review copy are you interested so what? i have a carrot boom 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 so twitter is an amazing medium for reaching journalists and bloggers it's the only medium that that can be done on can't be done on facebook can't be done on linkedin can't be done on Instagram. It's only on Twitter. So it's a really good tip, technical, on reaching yeah. influencers and bloggers and journalists. And, and guess what? Journalists and bloggers, they live on Twitter. Why? Because that's where news breaks. Yes. That's where news, so they are the people. People say, oh, no one's on Twitter. Well, you know who's on Twitter? Journalists are on Twitter. Right. Because that's where news breaks. They've got to be the first person on that story. Yeah. So Twitter is really, this is like, mm, that's a juicy little Twitter insight. Now, what's the book called? Because that's an awesome insight. Social Media Marketing Workbook. Okay. Go to Amazon, type in social media. You'll see it. I removed my face from the cover. I have a much sexier, better looking person. People have asked me if that's me. No, that's not me. That's yeah, just I'm a curious. much sexier looking person. Social Media. Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. He's a male model. <laughs> yep. I see what you did there. You're like, I could put me on there, but. <laughs> I've actually had female friends say, oh, wow, he's so sexy. I love that. I'm like, hey, if it sells more books, yeah. <laughs> I don't need my face on the cover this year. So That's yes, a good point. All, yep. all, all, all models. A-B test 
picture. Don't do it, right? It's like the am I hot or not site. Picture of male model, male models winning. The actual author. <laughs> though, you know, though maybe if you're wearing a lab coat, like um, my friend uh, earlier had said that you wear a lab coat and then people just think you're that much smarter, you know, you test smarter. I think I would wear black like in the Matrix, like the long. Ooh, nice. Like How about the glasses that don't have the ear thing? They just sit on your bridge. Yes. Morpheus. Follow me. Follow the way. I am Morpheus. Yes. Red pill, blue pill. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. The social, the social, the social, social. media marketing workbook. Yes. That's out. That's out in bookstores everywhere. Do you even know his name? The model? It's just stock it's Nameless, nameless face. Does he know he's on the cover of your book? I don't know. He's just stock art. Stock art. Man, somewhere out there, his, his name's probably like Zeb, you know? I uh, think maybe Josh, I think. Josh. Like one of those names. Yeah, he looks like Super a Josh. Cool. He's like a cool jock from Cool us. guy. Yeah, I totally. hate people like that. Did, did you use his picture for the About the Author part too, or just no. the cover? No, once you buy the book, right, screw it, then you have to see me on the back of <laughs> Yeah, every page has you on every page. It makes up for it. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a flip book where you move and it's like an animation all yeah. throughout the book. Uh, yeah, but, all right, know. well, tangent, tangent. Uh, where do we – so, okay, Facebook, craziness. Twitter, there's some there's – A little some bit of a comeback. There. Yeah. Now, as LinkedIn, long as they don't mess LinkedIn, with that. LinkedIn Twitter, doing great. LinkedIn, but Twitter's been lots. accused of, of, you know, killing certain accounts. It does, on, yep, yep. They don't tell you why and all that stuff. It gets political. but So they got to just stay away from that zone and they can keep being the source of – so, not truth, but the source of what people are saying, I guess. Yeah. Unfiltered. Yeah. That's more of a political argument about Twitter, yeah. but yeah. And there's what's called stealth banning. Oh, yeah. you're, you're suppressed, but you're really not banned. So there's a lot of political scuttlebutt about it, but I think we're you know focusing more on marketing issues. I think yeah. the main marketing issue is is you can talk to anyone, aka you can talk to journalists and bloggers, and those can be people in a in a in a niche industry, not a political industry. You know, you're an accountant. You can talk to people who write blogs on accounting and taxes right. and tax policy, sort of you know boring, less controversial stuff, as it were, than mainstream politics. Right. But that's a real good one. And the other one I would was mentioning, I think, is really important for your audience. LinkedIn is really yes. doing great. LinkedIn has really got their groove. They're doing a great job with hashtags, for instance. Mm. Uh, hashtags in order a conversation or hashtag uh, social media or hashtag marketing or hashtag uh, petroleum. So uh, around about two, three years ago, hashtags just kind of sucked on LinkedIn. They weren't really used. LinkedIn sort of figured out how to really sort of promote hashtags and incentivize people to put them in their posts. If you log into LinkedIn on the right-hand side of the screen now, you see trending topics. Ooh. They've really done a great job at improving it and making it more of a good place for business people, you know, it's, it's not Twitter. It's not like crazy politics. It's more like business, economics, yeah. Yeah. professional stuff. Mm -hmm. But the use of hashtags, they've done an excellent job. They now allow native video both for profiles and uh, for yeah. uh, pages. So native video has really come a long way on LinkedIn. Uh, they've done a good job with that. They've done a good job with articles. So you can post uh, natively. So mm -hmm. they've done a good job with uh, long form content. Um, and they're just in the, of course, acquired lynda.com a few years back. So they've really done a good job with making it a place for lifelong learning. So, uh, professional, oh, right. right. Yeah. So they're kind of, you know, they're obviously been a job search place, but now they've really pushed into this lifelong learning concept and lots of opportunities on LinkedIn. And because it's unlike Facebook, it's not as crowded there's better organic reach to it if you're B2, especially if you're B2B. So really a lot of exciting things at LinkedIn, I think, that are really worth checking out. Are they yeah, good for them, by the way? I mean, especially being acquired by Microsoft and still innovating, like kudos yeah, to them. That's always know. a miracle because that's hard. Usually when you're bought by a big company, it's the kiss yeah. of death and you're just destroyed. Yeah, like Skype. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but back to LinkedIn. Uh, so are they going to have the same problem that Facebook had with the, the newsfeed being so critical? They do. But see, the difference on LinkedIn is, again, when you're in a business setting, you're not quite as, um, I only want to talk to my connections. Mm. You often want to go on LinkedIn and you want to talk about accounting or you want to talk about oil and gas. You want to learn yeah. about things in your industry. So you're more open. Ah. So therefore, you're not as constricted, right? You tend right. to go in and look at a hashtag or look at a conversation. Versus Facebook, where we're really kind of passive. You just go to Facebook and you just look at your feed. 
You don't go to Facebook and type in, you know, hashtag right. Coachella. That's not common. So Facebook is really <laughs> constricted in a way that LinkedIn is not. Uh, and, and LinkedIn so far has not suppressed um, the organic reach of company pages. And that's important because uh, Facebook did that and that really hurts pages. So then why, why bother to have a company page on Facebook if no one's going to see it? Right. LinkedIn has done a much better job of just, you know, it's staying out of politics. So they're not in the crosshairs yeah. of, of Congress, right? That's a whole right. other issue. So LinkedIn is just, they were, they're in that, that growth mode. Things yeah. are working. You know, they're just doing a great job with their marketing team. They're just firing on all cylinders. You know, Facebook is like in the death spiral. <laughs> Twitter is, you know, got issues. It's not out of the woods yet. Instagram is obviously doing really, really well. It's got some of the same issues that Facebook does in terms of constriction, yeah. right? Because people just are very passive, but everybody loves Instagram. And most people, you know, the cool crowd doesn't realize it's owned by Facebook. Right, I know. So cool people think, oh, I hate Facebook, man. It's so, it's so lame. And you're like, uh, yeah, you're on Instagram that is owned by Facebook. <laughs> no, I didn't know. They don't know. So Instagram is, is out, you know, out there. And um, I think Snapchat is going to die a merciful, merciful death on us all because I think anyone over 30 can't understand it. So that, that's actually kind of good. <laughs> I don't it, know, man. It keeps it in, in the people that spend time on their feeds and their story. I mean, I guess everyone's adding that story feature. What's your story? What's your update? What's your yeah. video story? Yeah is adding it too apparently who is linkedin oh geez come on linkedin it's kind of like what's your story i'm an accountant right how boring right you know what i mean oh <laughs> today i balanced a, i balanced the books exactly. today hey i read the irs tax code for four hours here's a video of me studying it i mean it's just gonna be yeah. okay i don't know but yeah that's true our accounts receivable is down by 10 percent. Yeah. snapchat is a messaging app that's what it is messaging app. It's really not a social media app it's really a messaging app it is, yeah. So it's a different animal altogether. It's like a creepy yeah. one. Are you? A little bit, yeah. It started with the uh, sexting. That's that's where that came from. Yep. Yep. Great, great place to come from, right there, Snapchat. <laughs> great. Hey, if you're gonna start somewhere, might as well start with sexting. Yeah, uh, it's like <laughs> Match.com turning into a university. You know. <laughs> well, we started as a dating site, but really, why not learn while you're dating? You know. Now we offer courses like Phoenix Online. Like, what? <laughs> might work, actually. Uh, we'll acquire Tinder. If and you do I'll that match, let me, you, know, get, you know, get me a little piece of that. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So Instagram, it, it constricted, but it's just, it's, I guess it's pictures. It's, it's a purified version of Facebook then? Just pictures? It is. I mean, it's kind of like what the genius of Instagram was because it's photocentric is it kind of got rid of all the nonsense and, and annoying things. It's yeah. a simplicity model, right? It's just yeah. really friends, family, fun, photos, kind of no whatever, no link sharing, which is good and bad. Right. Your perspective is, but yeah. that keeps it clean. So it's a clean and simple model. Now the question is whether Facebook will kind of pollute it with too much noise. Right. But, but people love it. People use it and love it. And I think they like the fact that it isn't cluttered the way Facebook is cluttered. Right. So it's right. got a lot of, um, a lot of users. It's great for consumer marketing. They've added things like the sh you can have shopping, you can have uh, e-commerce features once you have 10,000 fans on Instagram. Hmm. So that's pretty good. They've, they've added stories. You can have, if you have abbreviated stories, you, you again, 10,000 fan is the limit. You can then have links in those abbreviated uh, story, ex okay. story excerpts. So they've uh, added more of that. And then with kind of uh, plugins, as it were, like like to buy, you can have e-commerce experience on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn for consumer is really pretty good and um, has a lot of reach. So LinkedIn is kind of in this, or not LinkedIn, uh, Instagram is in this stable right. mode. With, with which I think if you're a consumer, like uh, when I teach my class, I show a company from Tulsa called Rustica. Huh. It's a woman's bracelet company. And it's just a nice, simple uh, model of how to do a really elegant, easy linked, uh, I keep saying LinkedIn, uh, Instagram feed. Really worth mm -hmm. checking out as a brand that does a good, good job on uh, Instagram. You know, if you remove the words and it's mostly pictures, uh, just being a devil's advocate here, is that doing more of the thing that depresses people the most on Facebook, which is like the ideal life type thing? Or is it this, this gets back to the way? world is not fair, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, 
I think we all have to be, and I think society is adapting. We have to adapt to this technology and we're not fully there yet. And part of that adaptation, and it's coming, is people realize that when you go on Instagram, you're only seeing your friends and family's wonderful moments where they're around the Thanksgiving okay. yeah. table, having cool. a Norman Rockwell moment or they're skiing in Vail or whatever. And you have to realize you're only seeing a piece of reality and you have to be mature enough to realize that that's not their real life. That's a picture of, it's like a photo album, you know, that you would look at in the old days. Right. That, but, but right. the other thing is life is not fair. Some people are going to veil. Some people have perfect families, right? This is just, but you have to be mature enough to realize that who said life was fair. You, you know, some parts of your life work really well. Some parts of your life don't. So I think there's a kind of a maturity level that has to happen in society, which is not kind of yet there. Mm. You know? and, and this gets to like being depressed is if people are depressed, they need to figure out how to deal with that. And they need to learn how to reach out to other people. And I guarantee you, if you go and talk to other people that you know in real life, you will learn that their lives are not rosy and are not beautiful and have had ups and downs. Right. And this is part of the wisdom, so to speak, with, with age, right? Is right. that, you know, good time, bad time, you know? So I think that's the adaptation of it. But the mainstream media often is like, Oh my God, people on Facebook, they're really depressed. It's like, well, yeah, but that's... Maybe just people are depressed, not necessarily Facebook. But yeah. you know what? As I was thinking about that, here I am like getting all about, oh, you know, it's ideal life. But I hate news, right? News is like the, that's like the clickbait in the opposite direction. That's, look how horrible something is in Idaho. This most yeah. horrible, Shooting. gruesome thing Shooting. happened like, with children. Anything with children, I just can't stand it. Like, but look what happened over here. Click on this thing. Hell no, I'm unfollowing that in a second. So yeah. I was complaining about that. So, and you're yeah. right. That's a really good observation. It's the flip side, isn't it? Because the, the side. media, the news is like, you know, people are killing. They're rushing the border. They're gassing the children. I mean, the right. media is the reverse of reverse. It doesn't ever, you know, doesn't sell newspapers to say, "Hey, another great day in America." People are right. going to Starbucks and going to work. That's way too boring. It has to be this very neck. So it's like a double whammy, right? The the mainstream media, the CNNs and Fox News of the world, are making us all feel like the world is ending. And then you go on Facebook and you see how everyone's life is perfect. Life is great. <laughs> you're like really depressed but both of those are just a tip of iceberg they're just a piece of reality yeah, it's it's a, that maturity level that society and people have to acquire in in looking at the world that we live in and that yeah. you know, newsflash that's really not new that's always been around right right you drive next to somebody's car and you look over and they're driving a beautiful mercedes and you think oh i'm so envious they've got this beautiful mercedes well inside that car they could be getting divorced they could be alcoholic right. they could have a whole bunch of problems that you can't see you just see the shiny mercedes and think wow their life is awesome i'm driving this sad little 1978 honda right 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 it's dangerous measuring things compared to each other yeah. for sure I mean, you'll never win that. I was watching a video of a guy walking down the private airport at Vegas saying, don't get in the compare yourself game. He's like, I've got a jet over here. We're going to walk to it. Look, here's a small jet, tiny little thing, couple million, bigger, 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 bigger. He goes, here's mine. But look, right over there is like a 727. Right? <laughs> so fighter jet, like, military fighter jet, right? You know, exactly. Don't get in. I mean, where does not it even a fighter jet. It was like a private plane that was a 727. You know, so it was like, this is a, not even a, if you get into that game, you, there's always someone that has more than you, but unfortunately there's probably always people that have less than you too. So that's right. The comparison thing is a empty challenge. You know, it's a really tough yeah. thing. And I think social media has brought exacerbated some parts of that. Sure. But sure. it's not new, right? It's not, not new. new. This problem is not new. It's just it's digitalized. Just, it's just exactly. Yeah. It's digitalized. It's brought to the online world. And, and then, I mean, I am a marketer. I like marketing. Marketing is about persuasion. Marketing is about putting your best foot forward. I mean, we are trying to sell things to people. I'm not against selling things to people. I'm not against persuasion. I'm not against, you know, constructing uh, fantasies, as it were, sure. but sell people on stuff. But, you know, we do kind of expect that there's a maturity level in, in, in the, even in a consumer culture. Right. So, 
you know, it's a mixed bag. It's always a mixed bag. Mixed right. bag. Right. Take the best parts of it. Eh, it's a mixed bag. Mixed bag. Cool. Social. Check. Shall we go to search? Search. Yes, search. Not really that much news there, really. I mean, it's the same old, same old. I mean, well, I think Google's yeah. trying to do a better job of, of, of on its local, right? It's doing more on local. But the, the thing is search, I think, is, is a wrinkle, right? Is like, what do we mean by search, mm. right? Because obviously people go to Google to search, yep. but more and more people go to Amazon to search. Right. People need to think of Amazon as a search engine, not as just a consumer site or a, a fulfillment site. Sure, people sure. go to Amazon for books, for movies, for products, for comparison shopping. Right. Amazon now has massive advertising. They've, they've done a great job of, of initiating new types of ads on Amazon. Wow, I never they realized they had ads. Oh my Lord, they're gonna be the number two ad spend. They're gonna surpass Facebook easily. Where are those at? It, just go into Amazon and type for type in dog whistles and look for product and you'll see ads. I do social media marketing. Yeah, you'll see ads for books. So that so Amazon is a search engine. So Google's a search engine. Amazon's a search engine. Oh, the top. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom also. There's what's called people also bought, right? So people yeah. also bought. So POVs. And then there's at the bottom there's like suggested products and there's a lot of change in the Amazon structure where they're replacing the people also bought with sponsored product. So Amazon's really upping its game about advertising and, and pushing ads, but it's also really a search engine. And it's just like Google in the sense that there's SEO, search engine optimization yeah. oh, for okay. Google, for Amazon, right? So you've got, that is, is something new. Uh, out there. And then of course, YouTube is a search engine too. So people think of Bing as a search engine, which it is, but it's like a distant, 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 distant also ran. Yeah. It's Google, it's Amazon, it's YouTube. That's, that's where search occurs. And that's, I think what's new in search is that the, the battle is between Amazon and Google at this point. Right. That's the battle. And it's really a battle when it comes to ad dollars because people are moving their ad dollars from Google to Amazon. Right, because that's where the purchase happens. If it's a product, yeah, if it's yeah. a product. So there's a lot of, um, I hate to use a marketing term, it's a lot of synergy between Ooh. Google ads and Amazon ads. And then also Google ads are, are organic, Google SEO and organic Amazon SEO. Right. I mean, lot, that's what's new, I think, in search is the, the rise of Amazon as a search engine. And we were talking about this yesterday. If you had to be a search platform, would you want the person who's got their credit card out or already in your system ready for a one-click buy? Or you want the people that, you know, I think we said like are looking for cat photos or um, are looking for all sorts of things and maybe looking to buy something. So That's right. And that's why I was saying, the other thing, I think a very useful metric is the market capitalization by stock. So Amazon is worth more than Google at this point and it's it's i believe at a certain moment when it was really peaking in the last month or so a couple months back it surpassed apple as the world's most um value don't quote me i'm not exactly sure but it's definitely up there and it's really clear that amazon is perceived as more valuable than especially just the google property and that's really? exactly because that's where people go to purchase things so amazon right. is on and then hold that thought right go back to politics right Facebook is in such hot water politically, right? So it's got this whole political nightmare that they're dealing yeah, with. They do. Amazon doesn't have a political nightmare. I mean, it's got a little bit of a tiff with Trump because Amazon, uh, Bezos owns the Washington Post. Oh, okay. Not in any, you know, Trump has occasionally said nasty things about Amazon, but not really. So Amazon is just making money, making money, running search, you know, staying out of yeah, trouble. I would say good for them. Stay out of it, man. You taking, out of, taking over the world. And Facebook had to go, for a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple million dollars had to get involved in like the Russian mm. quote unquote manipulation of the election and just what a hornet's nest to get yourself involved. Yeah. In, right. So Amazon is just like, just like crushing it. Right. And Google has got such a solid core business, but Google has, you know, they're killing Google plus, right? So Google plus is the wow. massive data leech. They're going to dead on arrival. So yeah. embarrassing to them. They're, they, you know, they're going to kill it like on a Friday night at six o'clock. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
watching, right? Guess who will notice? This is embarrassing, right? No one will notice. Google has, has, interesting thing with Google, they've done a horrible job at getting into any other business. Their only business is search. That's their own business. They, Android, the way the Android phone. Right, they give away the Android platform. Oh, they did. They get it. Got into phones though. That's a good point. They yeah, got so into they're phones. trying to get it. So they just haven't made it into other. But look at Amazon. Amazon <laughs> started with books. It's into shopping. Controls movies. Amazon uh, web services. Web services. Yeah. Infrastructure of the internet. Right. Amazon is just. It's going to take over UPS or FedEx. Right. Amazon is in so many cookie jars. Google is in one very solid cookie jar. Facebook's cookie jar is running out of cookies. You know? Right, and you know that's just the market. Yeah, ima- imagine if they bought FedEx or. The, why buy them? They just do something better. If you'll notice, when we, I mean, I get a crap load of things from Amazon. Yeah. Some of those come from Amazon trucks. Some come from FedEx. Come from for UPS. So they True. can just take over those businesses. True, and, and the post office. I hear you know yeah. super cheap delivery. So. You know, how yeah, that was what Trump got upset with them. Is was he, that what it was? Yeah. The post office was subsidizing Amazon. Probably was like <laughs> that's what government does. They buy like thirty dollar pens, you know. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah, crazy. I, so, yeah, so I think yeah. that's that's what's interesting in search is the rise of Amazon. And if you're a business owner and your product or service is being purchased through Amazon, mm. don't try to outcompete Amazon. You've got to play on their platform. They are yeah. as a author. Let me tell you that. It is Amazon, 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 Amazon. When it comes to authors, you have to play on their platform. Got it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm writing a book on marketing automation right now and I'm looking to have that come out Q1, Q2, but it's almost, it's almost done. And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to need to, you know, get this workbook and, you know, yeah. pick your brain on it because you're right. Play the game, be a, you're on the system, you're on the site. Now, I'm mostly doing it just to, I just want to teach people, but at the same time, they're not going to find it. If you well, don't, I think it's great for your brand. It's great for your brand. Sure. I, mean, sure. I, uh, I know a lot about Amazon, a lot of stuff I wouldn't say publicly about how Amazon works, but off the record, <laughs> <laughs> off the record, live on a podcast. On the record, I know a lot of things that Amazon works, right? Because it, you know, it's just SEO. It's got black hat, yeah. it's got white hat right. for sure. Right, right. And it is a big opportunity for businesses to do things like write books if the only purpose of the book is to legitimate the business. That's a real opportunity. Yep. That's one of the many opportunities. And then if you sell product, obviously there's a whole game to be played of getting your products to the top of Amazon search, getting them you know, suggested. If you pay yep. attention on Amazon, if you look at, you go and you look at dog toys, it'll start sending you emails about other dog toys that yeah. you might like, be interested in. That's the algorithm pushing you. Right. You know, I was thinking Amazon is on your side as a vendor, right? Amazon wants to make money by selling things and you want to make money by selling things. So there's a, a, an affinity between you as the vendor and Amazon, which doesn't really exist on Google because on Google, they make money on ads. But once you click on an ad from Google, you're, you've left Google and you're back on the vendor, you're on the vendor site. So Google has got a little bit of a contradiction on the one hand, they want you to click on ads and go to the vendor sites. But on the other hand, they want you to come back to Google. Yeah. So click on more ads. So Amazon is not in the same box because Amazon, the more you buy on Amazon, the more they make. The more they buy your stuff, the more that you make. So Amazon and you as a vendor are on the same side. Yeah, because- You're not on the same side with, with Google. You can You're not buy a bunch of clicks on Google. Yeah, and have nothing happen if you sent them to your homepage like an idiot. Yes, so, that's right. Uh, so there's, so yeah. in my book on AdWords, it's one of the things I talk about in AdWords is there's a contradiction. Amazon or a Google bit gets paid by the click and you get paid by the conversion. Right. That's not the same thing. No. But Amazon is different because both of you want to sell stuff. Right. There's an affinity. So Amazon's really interesting because it's, 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 it's in such a sweet spot. You both win. You both win. Amazon's got a lot going for, I mean, it's got some, there are some other areas. It's not true, but yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot, so don't sell Amazon short. If you if you are a business that has a connection to Amazon, you need to pay attention. There's a right. lot going on in Amazon. A lot of innovation. Huh. I wonder if that'll stay in just the B two C realm or what? Oh, I guess B two B wise. Well, AWS is B two B. I know, but I'm saying like in terms of the the e commerce shopping area is very much like 
purchase related as not supposedly a B2B thing. But as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you're writing a book and you're putting your book on there. And the more people see that book, maybe work with your Well, company. and also just so, think of growth opportunities, right? If, if yeah. Jeff Bezos is listening, he goes, oh, we could get into B2B stuff. What a yeah, great right? idea. Amazonforbusiness.com. You're yeah. welcome, Jeff. <laughs> just what he needed, more money. Send right? me a so, drum. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's definitely. So, so in terms of, you know, Amazon is in this growth path, doing a yeah. lot of really innovative things. It's just totally got its groove going for totally. it. Versus Facebook, which is in this total funk, can't, can't, can't figure out which way is up at this point. So they're, they're different. Each one has got its, and then, you know, it all cyclical. I'm sure Amazon hits some bumps. They sure. do hit bumps sooner or later. Hmm. Crazy. Okay. It snuck up on everyone. I wonder how, how, how it snuck up on Google too. I mean, they had shop, they have shopping, but I mean, I don't, I don't, maybe I'd go there to price check, but at the same time, you can price check on Amazon. So, compare. yeah, I think uh, what Google didn't understand is I think, you know, there's a product years ago. I guess it should be an internet historian. There's a, pro- a product <laughs> called Frugal. I don't know if you remember Frugal. No. Yeah, F R O O G L. It was owned by Google and it was called Frugal. And what it was was a comparison shopping engine. So you'd put in, you know, Sanyo TV, you know, 52 inch, and it would show you the pricing. And so the idea was you would have multiple places to go pick. Right. Today we have PLAs on Google, product listing ads. Those are the, the ads with the pictures. When you type in flat screen yeah. TV, yep. those are PLAs. And you could go to Amazon, you can go here, you can go there. Well, what I think Google really miscalculated on is people are lazy and they just go, screw it. I'll just go to Amazon. Yeah. And then on Amazon, all the vendors are there as well and they can yep. just shop on Amazon. So I think Google thought that you would you would comparison shop and you would hop from vendor one to vendor two to vendor three to vendor four. And instead you tend to just go, Oh, I've got prime. I'm on Amazon. I trust them. I'm just going to go to Amazon. Right. And, and people are not as price sensitive as you'd think. So Google miscalculated how this game would, would work. And Amazon chose better that the internet tends to be monopolies right? Mm. We have one search monopoly, Google, and then one e-commerce monopoly, Amazon, and you know, sort of one social monopoly, Facebook. It tends to monopolize and, and it tends not to be competitive. That, right. that was Google's miscalculation, I think, on shopping. And, and stupidly, Google allowed Amazon to advertise on Google. <laughs> so Amazon sucked all this traffic from oh, Google and so they pull you off of Google into their network. And then because of Prime, it's sticky. You're on Amazon and you're a Prime member and you're stuck and you love it and off you go. So Amazon is just sucking all the e-commerce traffic off of Google. Wow. That game. I love it. It's just a game. It is a game. And it, it, game. I respect when, when there's a solid game being played here. And clearly, game it is. Yes. When, when you shall. When you shall, there is no try. <laughs> there you go. There is no try. Oh man, that oh, that's that's super cool. So, so the books, when did it, when did it go out? I know it's out, but it has been social out. media went out uh, about a month ago, three weeks ago. So you know, two thousand nine comes out. I will have a new search engine optimization workbook out. I hope by mid December. It's um, I'm, it's being formatted right this now. this month. This month, yep, it's almost out. It, I mean, it's done. It's just you're everywhere formatting. So that will be out. New 2009 social media SEO will be out, and that probably won't get AdWords out till January. Wow. Do you are you on this pace to continue just like a couple books every quarter? Kind of. Those are the core ones, and they need to be out for 2019. Oh, like update them. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna write a detailed book on LinkedIn. Oh, that'd be cool. Because there's exactly. a lot of yeah. a lot of traction on LinkedIn with job search. Yeah. With B2B marketing, LinkedIn is in such a great sweet spot right now with native video, a lot of opportunities on LinkedIn and no really good books uh, about how to use it. There are some books, but they're not very good. So, yeah, and you'd, you'd be the one to write it too, for sure. Good, I would get that. LinkedIn book, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's probably my next uh, technical book to write. It's really well, this, detailed LinkedIn. This is cool. I'm, I'm excited that it's you know, month out, but hey, you know, can't celebrate that much. You got another book coming out and you got another book coming out. This is... 
That was really cool. You uh, yeah. really got that figured. That whole. And process. I'm going to help you with your book. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. With Can you help me with my book? Sure, with the marketing of it. Yeah. Okay. I love books. I'm an author. I love let's, books. Let's talk, man. I love book marketing. I got a couple book projects I'm doing too. So, huh. fiction very different. I've got a fiction project. Uh, different kind of marketing for fiction. You're writing it, or you're helping someone. I'm helping someone who is okay. a fiction author. Yeah. And nonfiction. I have different people I've worked with on nonfiction. I totally understand how to get nonfiction to work on Amazon. Yeah. But um, fiction's a challenge. Yeah, finding good fiction too could be that can be hard. Yeah. That might be a great thing for someone to disrupt because, you know, like at least with Audible, I can hear someone read a couple sentences, see if I hate the the, the reader, and and see if the thing slightly interests me. I guess and sometimes you can read the first couple pages, but I don't know if people do that on the consumer fiction side. Some, but you're right. It's just the way that you discover fiction is different. Nonfiction, yeah. you have a need. I want to understand WordPress. Yes. I want to understand Salesforce. So I go and I look for really detailed, in-depth knowledge that's a book or a class, right? But you don't, you, don't, you don't just really go to Google and put in, you know, romance novel, just give me something, you know? Yeah. It's not the same discovery path. So the discovery path on fiction is quite different and uh, just different ways of, of, of marketing fiction. People have different tastes too. And Yeah, the genre is important. If you want to have fun, I monitor everything. I was like, you want to have fun? You go to Amazon, you can see what are the top sellers. So you can go and you can look what are the top sellers. And if you, I don't know if it's horrifying or not, but go and look at the top sellers on Kindle. And as a man who does not have six pack abs, right? <laughs> it's that almost all the top books are, um, you know, they're romance. They're kind of soft porn. for am yeah, the secret wife, the wedding date, a step in time. They're all mysterious. They're all like, man, deadly train. Off, he's got the six pack abs and he's loving her and all this kind of stuff. Those are the biggest sellers on Amazon for yeah. just cult fiction. Uh, so, romance is a huge category. Romance is a huge category and it's a certain kind of romance. <laughs> So well, I guess I guess actually had a book meeting one time and we were talking about this, this guy who does work with this type of genre. He had a whole bunch of the covers and all these men with their six pack abs and stuff. And he handed me one of the books because we were talking about cover design. And he said, it's really great that women don't objectify men, isn't it? Right. Right. <laughs> the total objectification. Yeah, completely. I don't know why Josh has a shirt on, on your book cover. Like, come on. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you should do that one some book where it's just completely ridiculous you know, prove a point it would tell a lot of my readers are males so I think it might turn them off probably but or yeah I don't know it's it'd be weird maybe uh, some other way of doing that but yeah some kind the of weird way of straight marketing but book marketing is you know you know it's, Amazon is really public you can see what is selling you can see the hot topics on Amazon. You can right. look for Amazon giveaways. I get a daily email from Amazon on things that are being given away on Amazon. Amazon yeah. is pretty public at this point about what are the top selling items and uh, what are the hot items, the items that are trending. So you can really see a lot of what's being purchased. Uh, interesting enough, Google gives us a lot less data than Amazon does about what's actually yeah. going on. So the Amazon trends in terms of sales really interesting to follow. And again, another good source of market research. You can see what is selling on Amazon and get ideas for your own products or services. And to your point about influencers, I mean, I've used the number of, of reviews and, and the stars as a guide for me when I'm Absolutely. looking for, -fic or for, for, for fiction even. And Absolutely. I, I remember Review looking, marketing is a critical part of Amazon. Oh right? yeah. I remember looking at, um, like a sci-fi category. I found some good ones recently. And, and then I saw that ready player one, which is a movie. Yep. But the book, and it was like narrated by Will Wheaton. And it had, I think everything else was like a, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand. This was like 400,000 reviews. Yeah. They're all five stars. I was like, yeah. Holy shit. Something's happening right here. Yeah. I should probably check it out. And by the way, the book is awesome. Is it's it? Okay. I haven't read sucks it. So bad after watching. I mean, People, if you haven't read the book, they might think the movie's awesome. But the book is so good that that movie, I, I could only handle like 12 minutes of it. I, even though I spent like five ninety nine on iTunes to get it, I just, I couldn't watch it. They bastardized the hell out of it, you know. And of course, there's a car chase 
you know, 18 minutes in. There's no car chase in the book. There's nothing close to that whatsoever, but got to have a car chase in our movie. So, but yeah, the book was great. And it was that social proof is how I found it and paid attention. That's really interesting. You say that I, 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 it's interesting because I've, I've watched a little bit of the movie and couldn't get into it, but it's been a, a, a big, okay. I'll put it on my reading list. It's a, you know, yeah. If you do the audible, I like, I like sci-fi. Yeah. And Will That's Wheaton awesome. narrates it. It's he's so good at it for that particular book. It's really, really? good, okay. really good book. And if, because you haven't watched the movie, you won't be all super spoiled. Right. Yeah. You almost never want to watch the movie first and then read the book. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's a challenge, right? Right. Right, right. And, you know, I can't let you go until we acknowledge the fact that you, you're sporting an amazing stash right now. I'm super jealous. Um, and it's, it's every Movember. November. Movember, right? Movember, yes. It's Male Health Awareness Month. And uh, actually, funny story. So I read a book called Talk Triggers, books to recommend from other, other, other authors excellent book it's by name a guy named jay bauer i believe is the author's name it's called talk triggers excellent marketing book i would it would really be my best i would say it's my top recommendation to read for the last year of marketing really great, great book really beefy interesting hands-on gives you and he talks about talk triggers which are what talk triggers are things like the mustache for movember and people say hey you're growing a mustache what does this mean oh snap yeah talk about like well the suicide rate amongst males very high mm. so that was kind of how i was reading that book and then i was like i got kind of like oh hey november i was like okay I should, i'm a marketer i'll do this it's a good good idea but uh, that book is a fantastic book about like why you how you create word of mouth why do people talk about businesses talk triggers and, and movember is this idea that we you know it's kind of like the pink ribbons for yes totally uh you know and i'm very much like i'm not anti-woman it's it's not we do breast cancer or we do prostate cancer we need to yeah. do both we need do to do them all yeah different sexes have different health challenges sure um and women god bless them they've done a much better job of marketing women health issues of getting sure. the word out of, of raising awareness and and men have not done a good job of that but sure. not a good job so i think that's something to support and uh as a father of two daughters, right, I, I support um, both types of health. Right, right. I think it's important to get the word out there and get people talking about issues that uh, impact different sexes differently, such as suicide, such as imprisonment. Right. There's obviously prostate cancer, um, those sorts of things. Talk triggers. That makes so much sense. That's a great book. The really good book. ties into the concept, then you're talking about it, and then... And, you know, it reminded me, um, the title I have here, uh, Chesh, is the Chief Awesome Officer. And um, because I just wanted to make one up because, you know, if you spend like your whole life working for someone else and then you have to earn that next title, finally you can make it up. And, you know, I've, I've had some, you know, some people internally say you got to make sure you, you know, um, you got to make that more, more normal or something no but, i think man, it, it gets it out there and it's kind of like what thing, yeah, yeah. people are like oh hey cool title you know i'm like oh thanks man. you know that, you kind of get talk a trigger. conversation going talk, talk trigger talk. i didn't even realize that's what it was talk trigger they he talks about in the book he talks about like um five guys fries about how they they always overfill the fries yeah i love five guys we yep. didn't have them out here in the west coast world but now we do and i love them i think they have just really great fries and really great burgers and i just I'm not an In-N-Out fan, even though I live in California. Yeah, I really like Five Guys way better. But the it, when you go to Five Guys, they just dump the fries. So this is way more than you wanted. Totally. And he talks about how that's a talk trigger that people yes. talk about, and then it encourages word of mouth about the brand. Right. And in fact, like we, paying attention to these little things that you do, like the cookie at the double double tree. When you go to double tree, they give yes. you yes. Those are really good cookies. Talk trigger, and then people think, "Oh, it's, it's a little stupid thing, but it you know makes you kind of and it, and you share it and look forward to it, et cetera, And people notice that, so that's right. that's an example. Or the secret menus, like there's secret menu at um, In and Out Burger In where you can ask for animal fries, right? So secret menus are a talk trigger because people, oh, did you know that you can order it this way? <laughs> right. If it was a public yeah. menu, you know, only talk about it. Who cares? It's on the public menu. But because it's a secret menu, people talk about it. So that book is about talk triggers. Movember, talk trigger, male health. You can't just walk up to people and go, hey, prostate cancer, bad. We should do something. Doesn't work. Right. 
they go, that's a baller stash you got there. That's crazy, man. What's that? Oh, yeah, it's this thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's Yeah. It, by the way, what are animal fries? Animal fries are they take the sauce that's on – it's kind of like a Thousand Island sauce, yeah. and they put that on the fries, and they also put on um, a grilled uh, onion. That sounds cool. Yeah, my daughters love it. I don't care for it, but my daughters love huh. it. They yeah, it's like a animal fries. You have to know that that you order animal fries. Look up the secret code. Secret so I wonder if you could have a restaurant where the, there's no menu and you gotta just you gotta just know what the code words are. You get you don't get food. You don't you get food. Google it all. Yeah, they do. It's called the IRS cafeteria. <laughs> you just sit down. And they put slop. You sit down you. and you're arrested and you don't even know why. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're in oh, jail. Man. Well, I don't know if you look at the clock. We've like, but bam, this has okay. been awesome. Well, it's always fun to talk to you and your Agreed. audience. And, uh, you know, I love marketing and I hope people are, you know what I like about entrepreneurs? They're out there living their life, getting their dreams going, getting their stuff done. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's a really great thing about capitalism and our society. And I like that. I think it's good. 100%. It's been a blast talking to you. Next time you do the stash thing, you got you to gotta ping me and be like, hey, man, let's do this. I'm, I'm in. Okay. Like, it sounds okay. great. It's like, Two days left in November, so woohoo! Look at me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm definitely gonna talk triggers, and then also we're definitely gonna link to the book, the social media marketing workbook. Yeah, uh, you can see that handsome young fella Josh on the front cover. Yeah, Josh, that's his name now. <laughs> Much better abs than I do, but he doesn't know <laughs> marketing. He's you can't even see like his abs. Maybe he's got a beer belly. You don't even know. It's cut off. It only shows about his you know his neck down. But yeah, it's I'm definitely gonna grab those two books. So this has been. Thank, you know, thanks again for coming on here. I learned so hey, thank much. Thank you for having me. It's always good to talk to you. You're fun to Absolutely. talk to. Absolutely. And everyone else out there listening, if you learn something, share this with someone so they get that information uh, from the talk triggers all the way up to the, the information on social. You know, if you've got a social manager, get this to their, you know, in their hands. They need this information and obviously what's in the book too. And for, yeah, everyone here, this has been great. Thank you all for coming. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.